Two words. What if there were two words that you could start your statements with that help disarm another individual? Open up space for perspective sharing and honest communication and grow mutual respect between the two of you. That is exactly what I'm giving you today. Two small words to begin your statements with that is going to help you during conflict resolution or avoid conflict altogether. This is part two of the Phrases That Work mini-series. And I'm not going to lie, I cheated a little bit. And I'm giving you the intro to a phrase today instead of an entire phrase. But I do not think you will be disappointed. Let's get into it. I use the term game changing or game changer a lot, especially when I talk about different phrases or techniques or strategies that I teach in my impact method. And I want you to know that the reason I describe things as game changing is because I have seen such a huge impact when utilizing these words or phrases or strategies. So I did not want to come on here today and say, I've got a game-changing phrase for you, but I'm not going to lie. Using these two words as you begin to investigate conflict is really going to have a powerful impact on not only yourself, but on the people that you are using it with. We are going to empower them to share their perspective. We are going to listen to their response so that we can manage conflict in a way that is best for both worlds. And that's what we're going to get into today is how can we either minimize conflict Or when there is conflict, how can we manage it in a respectful, effective way to really help both sides grow, learn, and thrive? What are these two little words, you wonder? I'll get into that. (laughs) First, I'm going to tell you about what can happen when we start to notice a problem or a challenge. Typically, we see a challenge happen or we hear about it from others, that there is a challenge going on and we may have the tendency to approach a person and just start in on the challenge. Hey, this is going on and what are we going to do about it? Or this has become a huge problem. What are we going to do about it? And we don't actually pause and investigate the true challenge and really give space to the people involved in the challenge to share their perspective so that we can all understand what is going on and how to move forward effectively. So instead of pointing out that we have a huge problem, we are going to specify what we see happening or what we've heard. And it sounds like this. I noticed that you have been coming into work five minutes late. I've noticed that there is a lot of work piled up on your desk that has yet to be sorted out. I noticed that when you walk in the house, 
you come and sit down on the couch instead of coming into the kitchen and checking in with me. These are things that we can notice. And I want you to take notice of something that was similar in all of these statements. All of these statements removed emotion. We could say to someone, hey, you've been late every day for the last five days. That's a problem. What are we doing about it? Or we can say, I noticed this week you've clocked in five minutes after 8 a.m. Can you tell me about that? Remember that phrase? If you have not listened to episode seven, <laughs> little spoiler alert, the phrase is, tell me about that. And that's what we're going to use here. We're going to piggyback off of that phrase and use I notice at the same time. I notice that you answer emails days after you receive them. Can you tell me about that? I notice that when you walk in the door, you sit down on the couch. Can you tell me about that? Let me give you a very specific situation that happened this last spring. I had worked with a group, gone in and taught them this phrase, and then kind of towards the middle of the workshop, got called aside by the one of the leadership team members and said, hey, you know what? We have a text thread with a few of our employees. It's just how we communicate because the guys are on the road so often. And there is one individual who calls out his team lead on this text thread. It's super disrespectful and undermining, you know, the, the team lead. And so what should we do about this? And I had said, well, what do you notice? What, what's the behavior that's happening? And they said, well, we notice that he writes inappropriate comments and undermines the team lead on these text threads. And I was like, remember, inappropriate is your perspective. He might think this is very, very appropriate. And so we changed that out to say, I noticed you reply to the text thread to everyone and make comments about your team lead. Can you tell us about that? And they ended up before the workshop was even over walking up to this employee and saying this. And he responded with, well, that's because I've asked this team lead to do things and he never does what I ask him to. So I feel like if I call him out in front of everyone, maybe he will take action. So we got down to the bottom of it. We got the other perspective, which is I feel disrespected when I ask for something to change and my feedback is not taken into consideration and there is no action done from what I need and from what I have shared. So basically both employees were feeling disrespected. And that is the power of perspective, friends. Both perspectives are correct. Both perspectives are accurate from each of those people. And this is why conflict management is so important to understand the two perspectives, because the conflict is not the text message. The conflict is the follow through or the open communication between these two individuals. And so now they could have a conversation about how communication can work between these two individuals. And they don't have to talk about disciplinary action because of text messages. Let's think about this. When we use the term I notice, we are going to take away all emotion. 
as I had shared with that company, they wanted to say things that were filled with emotion. And that serves no one. Because if you come into a conversation with emotion, you're usually going to be met with emotion as well, instead of perspective logic, right? And so we're going to start by taking emotion out. What can you actually see? What did the person actually do with all emotion removed? And then you're going to ask the question, can you tell me about that? This is respectful. I said in the beginning, this is going to grow mutual respect because now I'm asking you a question. I'm asking for your perspective. I'm asking for your feedback. I'm asking to understand your situation. I also mentioned this is going to open up honest conversation. When we show up without emotion, we are opening the door to being honest and to being heard. And that is exactly what people want. When I talk about a thriving culture, I talk about a culture where people feel valued, trusted, and confident. And a piece that I have chosen to leave out because I do feel like it, it falls under value is being heard. And I think when people feel they're heard, they feel they are valued at the same time. But that is a big reason for miscommunication is people think they're communicating, but they're not being heard. And so this opens up those doors for respect of, I want to understand your perspective. Now, this can eliminate conflict because, or, or not even start the conflict management process, because we might be able to say, hey, I notice you came in the house and you sit down right away. Can you tell me about that? I know I've brought this up about my husband's feet, but that's when he was able to say, yeah, my feet hurt. I have plantar fasciitis and it's hurting really bad. If I would not have said, I noticed this behavior, can you tell me about that? That conversation could have gone very, very differently. I notice you answer emails days after you receive them. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, I have a thousand emails in my inbox right now and I am slowly trying to get through all of them. I'm extremely overwhelmed. Now we understand the perspective of the person who's not responding to emails. They're overwhelmed, they're not caught up, and they are responding about two days out from when they're receiving them based on the amount of emails they can return. Now, what I'm not saying is that listen to their perspective and then say, okay, thanks. This is a gateway. This opens up that conversation. And now you can say, well, the expectation is that you reply to emails within 24 hours. How can we help you get through those thousand emails so that you can be down to zero and be ready to answer emails as they come in? Now we're in a conversation. We've built that trust. We've opened up the perspective door. And now we get to listen and we get to help solve problems together. Let's walk through the process of how to do this. This is really in that investigate stage. If you have someone coming to you that is under you and maybe leads other people and they say, oh, this keeps happening in the office. This is where you're going to ask questions to get down to, again, what are they seeing or what are they hearing that they need to switch? And again, they're not going to say, I noticed this thing and I need you to change that. They're going to say, I noticed this thing. Can you tell me about that? 
then they're going to listen to understand. And then they can start problem solving with that individual. If you yourself are finding yourself frustrated, you something's going on consistently and you are noticing it nonstop. Maybe it's your kids putting their laundry next to the hamper. Maybe it is your kids leaving their wrappers by the couch. Maybe it is your employees clocking in and then standing around and talking for 15 minutes. Take a moment, pause, and investigate. What am I seeing? What am I hearing? What do I need to understand about this before I go into problem-solving mode? That's another piece of this. Talk about the mutual respect. Instead of issuing a problem out to someone, you're going to find out if it even is a problem, right? In a previous episode, I made a comment about asking my husband to do the dishes, and he then did the dishes in the morning instead of at night. And at first, that really frustrated me. I want them done before I go to bed. I want a clean countertop before I go to bed. And so I was able to say, hey, I notice you do the dishes in the morning. Is there a reason for that? And he was able to say, absolutely. I've been on my feet all day. I'm extremely tired. And I don't want to stand on our hard wooden floor and do dishes. Where in the morning, I'm rested, my feet have been rested, and now I'm able to do the dishes. And that's not a conflict. That's me understanding his perspective so that I can decide how I want to react to that. And I think that's what we just need a little bit more of. Understanding perspectives and then deciding, is this a problem or is this just a matter of preference? I would prefer that my husband does the dishes at night, but if the goal is that he does the dishes, we're still winning. It's not a problem. It's a preference. So as you are approaching problems or you're hearing about problems from other workers or teammates or your boss, really pause and investigate. What is the problem? What are we seeing or what are we feeling? What are we noticing that we can then um, address and address to understand, not necessarily to fix even address the problem address the situation to understand it, and then decide how you want to move forward. I hope you find use in those two words, I noticed, or I notice. Insert what you notice, and can you tell me about that? And as always, what if it works? What if you utilize these two words and start taking the emotion out of conversation and really get down to what is happening? What are other people's perspectives? What are your own perspectives? Maybe that's how you continue the conversation. After learning their perspective, you share, this is my perspective on that. And now we are really opening the gates for honest communication. What if it works? What if you have more people coming up to you and problem solving in this way? Instead of bringing problems to you, they're bringing situations to you so that they can gain a perspective on that situation or issue. Join us back here next week for another phrase that works. The next one, I'm not cheating. It is a full on phrase that you are going to be able to use to inspire and empower and appreciate your team.
Come on back. Thank you.